illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down at eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right hash from the zone 25, goes back to throw, and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right hash. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, 10, into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while friendly in Scots at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host and the big bald guy behind the grill, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me as always from Twin Pines Vineyards and Airbnb, the director of Thermodynamic Lipid Immersion, my co-host and brother, The Beach. Beach, how are you doing? You know, Billy, I'm actually doing pretty good today. They they uh, canceled my shift at work. Oh, nice. Yeah, they uh, they didn't have any power. Oh, really? The mall was yeah. out of power? The mall was out of power. Oh, geez. They said, we're not going to get power back until 4 o'clock, so there's no need for you to come in. So go ahead and stay home. And I said, that's great. So you know what I did today? I don't know. Slept? Uh, no. Um, did laundry. Oh, nice. Because I haven't done any since I got back from the cruise. Oof. And... And I also put out Roundup. So, oh, nice. yeah, you know, those those American, the, the hallmarks that make us American, laundry and Roundup. There you go. So anyway, did I, I don't know if I told you the other day. Um, so, you know, I got my flagpole in my front yard. Yes. Okay. So I ended up buying a new flag. Was the other one getting torn up? It was torn up. So I took down my American flag. And you know what I put up? What'd you put up? A beaver flag. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's been flying. And since it's been flying, we haven't lost a game. So I'm not saying that that's the reason why. But, you know, correlation doesn't always equal causation. But in this case, it just might. There you go. Just saying. Just saying. So, yeah, it looks pretty badass. I got this black and orange flag flying in the uh, in the breeze up above Twin Pines, which no longer has Twin Pines. But we won't talk about that. <laughs> Right on. Well, I, I made sure to slow down when I said thermodynamic lipid immersion because you never get it right. So I, I never get it right. I know. You know, well, I, <laughs> I'm a little bit of an alcoholic, Billy. You know, <laughs> my words together. Uh, so friends of Bill W. There you go. 
Well, I want to <laughs> I want to remind everyone the purpose of illegal participation is for us to talk beaver sports, tailgating, and anything else we find interesting and funny every week. If you want to listen to us, you can use Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and pretty much any other podcatcher you have. And if you want to get in touch with us, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinrichTailgator on Twitter, and HeinrichTailgator on Facebook. All righty, Beach. Did, did, did we get any emails last week? No, we have not gotten any emails. I haven't even gotten Kyle's email from this week. We're waiting as we, as we record. We're waiting for him to do the one task he has to do. Yeah, but one thing. He's, he's like the punter. You know, he's like the punter <laughs> on the football team. He's got like one freaking job. And so like this is like getting to delay a game on the punter because he wasn't on the field when you needed a punt. Exactly. Like he had to go drain his bladder or something like oh, that. Geez. And I could see Kyle having a weak bladder. I think he's that kind of guy. <laughs> Probably the guy who wouldn't want to take a road trip with <laughs> He's like, can we stab a McDonald's? I have to go to the bathroom. Whiny <laughs> little bitch. So anyway. Oh, here's, all here's, right. Here's a gas oh. station. I don't want to go in the gas station. It's dirty. <laughs> I don't like to use the ones where they have to give you the key. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. I like to I like to sit down. I don't like to stand. <laughs> they don't have the little paper things. The ask assets, yeah, the little paper oh, things. God. All right. All right. <laughs> Ask, ask it, girls sitting non-locking <laughs> toilet using son of a bitch. Anyway, okay. All right. Where are we at, Billy? All right. A little punchy today. I actually got some sleep last night. Man, by the time I got home, I was so destroyed. Uh, uh, it was brutal. All right. You ready to talk? What were you going to oh, say? I was going I was, I was to start talking tailgater, but we don't want to talk tailgater because we're not there yet. Not there yet. All right. So, ready to talk uh, a little bit of beaver sports? Yeah, please tell me that we don't have a tie in basketball or in, in soccer, and we don't have uh, a loss in volleyball. If you can tell me that, it's going to be a great week. And it's not going to be a great week. <laughs> well, Beach, first we'll talk women's volleyball. The Oregon State volleyball team fell to UCLA in three sets on Friday night at Poly Pavilion. Izzy Sulcieski was the only Beaver with double-digit kills, finishing the match with 11. Now on Sunday at the Galen Center, Oregon State took the first set from the women of Troy of USC. And then got their ass thumped the rest of the games. But they were unable to sustain that momentum falling in four sets. (sighs) Offensively, the Beavs had two student-athletes finishing double figures, led by Michael Vernon leading the way with with 12 kills. Now after four straight on the road, the 6-12 overall, 1-7 Pac-12 Beavs will return to historic Gill Coliseum on Friday, October 21st. First serve against Colorado is set for 7 p.m., and it will air on Pac-12 Mountain. You know you know how when you go to, like, the baseball game and they give you, like, the home run hankies where you spin them around and shit like that? Yeah. Okay. They should hand those out at the Oregon State game at Gill this week. Okay. But not to spin around, but to cry in. Cry in, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right, Beach, ready to move on to some women's soccer? Ooh, yes. I have visions. All right, go ahead. Well, Beach, up in Seattle on Friday afternoon at Husky Soccer Stadium, Oregon State's women's soccer team snapped a five-game losing streak. Nice. And? Playing to a 2-2 draw with the Huskies. 
freaking it's the most wordless sport ever created they make up time they flop on the ground when everybody somebody even touches another and then they play to a tie it's 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 like you know you can't say it anymore but you know it's like it was made by people who the beeves will return home for their final matches of the season at pollerance field hosting the bay area conference schools cal and stanford this upcoming thursday and sunday moving on The Oregon State men's soccer team handed number six Portland its first loss of the season Friday evening, notching a 3-2 win at Lorenz Field. Now, Clarence Auerdor finished with a goal and two assists in the winning effort. Mohamed Tham and Ellis Spickner also found the net in what proved to be back-and-forth contest. Now, the victory came in Oregon State's second of three straight games versus top ten ranked opponents. Now, as a team, the Beavs held a 13-9 advantage on shots. So the Beavs are now 5-3-3 overall, 1-1-2, and will return to Pac-12 play next week when number one Washington visits Lorenz Field on Friday. Oh, that'll be exciting. I agree. If it does, if it's, doesn't end in a tie. I agree. All so, right. You know, it's 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 cool. Uh, when we were out there uh, setting up for the tailgater, um, one of the soccer players walked by us because they were opening, unlocking the gate there to go in and, and go to practice. And he had this big black box. And I said, what's in the black box? And he's like, oh, a drone. He says, that's how we uh, monitor our practices now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you weren't there because, you know, you bailed on us for a few hours. Yeah, sorry I had to work. Yeah. All right, Beach, now let's do a little cross-country news. Okay. Three Oregon State runners placed in the top 20 and four raced a six-kilometer course in under 23 minutes to help the Bees finish third in the Lewis and Clark Invitational. Now, Emily Foote and Jamie Hamlin both placed in the top 15, while Gabby Peterson finished 17th and Katie Intile placed 29th. Is this Lewis and Clark Invitational? Is it at Lewis and Clark College? Correct. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if it was for the college or if it was just some kind of like random... Lewis, Lewis and Clark. Lewis thing. and Clark up in Portland. And gotcha, where and gotcha. where and before it moved to Portland, where did Lewis and Clark start? I have no idea. Albany. Really? It was Albany College. Where moved. where was it located? Is are the building still there? No, it no, it's gone. But they moved it all oh, up okay. to Portland. All right. Uh Beeves mm-hmm. up up next, the Beeves head to Riverside, California on October twenty eighth for the Pac twelve cross country championships. All right. Exciting. Yep. And last but not least, <laughs> let's head on to football. We had a little bit of football news that occurred over the weekend, something that was uh, announced after we recorded last week. But uh, Oregon State University and the National Football Foundation and College Hall of Fame last week announced that they were going to honor 2022 College Football Hall of Fame electee Mike Hass with an on-campus salute. And that took place on Saturday. Uh, during the game against Washington State. Now, the 2022 uh, College Football Hall of Fame class will be officially inducted during the 64th Annual Awards Dinner presented by Las Vegas on December 6th at Bellagio Resort and Casino in Vegas. Now, after receiving no Division I scholarship offers and walking on at Oregon State, Haas left the university as its all-time leading receiver. The 2005 First Team All-American and Bolitnikoff Award recipient was just the 10th player in NCAA history and the only Oregon State player ever with three seasons of 1,000-plus receiving yards. 
Now, during his stellar senior season in 2005, Haas led the nation with 139.9 yards receiving per game. He set then-school records for single-season receptions of 90 and receiving yards of 1,532, also a Pac-10 mark at the time, surpassing his own records set in 2004 when he was a third-team All-American. Now, the 2005 team captain also led the Beavs to bowl games in 2003 against Las Vegas and 2004, uh, the Insight Bowl. In, in Las Vegas. In, in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. The Las Vegas Bowl, I'm sorry, and the Insight Bowl. Yeah. Now, is, that the Insight Bowl we, is that the Insight Bowl we went to? Yes. Yep. Okay. That was against uh, Notre Dame. Now, okay. a two-time first-team All-Pac-10 selection has his 3,924 career receiving yards ranked third all-time in conference history. In addition to being the school's all-time leading receiver, he owns Oregon State records for career 100-yard games with 19, single-season 100-yard games with 9 in 2005, and single-game receptions with 14 versus Arizona State in 2004. Now, Haas also owns four of the top 10 single-game receiving performances in school history, including a Beaver record 293 yards against Boise State in 2004. His 20 career receiving touchdowns are second in the school, while his 220 receptions rank fourth. Now, Haas becomes the third Beaver player in College Football Hall of Fame, joining Terry Baker, Bill Enyart, and two former Oregon State College uh, coaches are also in the hall, uh, Dennis Erickson and Tommy Prothrow. So how oh, was that, so Beach? He's, he, he's in very limited uh... – very limited company. Correct. It's a pretty big salute. Yep. You know, I, I tell you, I, I didn't realize it was happening. I was uh, sitting in the stands and you're listening to the music play. And uh, then all of a sudden you hear Pac-10. Um, um, uh, you know, Mike Haas? Uh, had, yeah, Mike Haas. Pac-10 uh, didn't want me. Well, I can't think of how the song goes. Play, play it for everybody here, Billy. Pac-10, they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they can't stop me. Pac-10, they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they can't stop me. Pac-10, they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they can't stop me. Pac-10, they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they can't stop me. Before I came up in the game, the coach didn't show me love. They see me in the zone, but used to treat me like a scrub. They wouldn't holler cause my 40 wasn't good enough. I bet they changed their mind when that 28 come rolling up. They see that I'm a star now. They want to give me a car now. They want a double team cover two, but it don't matter now. They used to love to diss me now. They tell they players don't miss me now. They telling all alums when and how they miss me now. Six foot one, two one oh, pack 10, here we go. Can't hit Mike Haz high or low, cause Mike Haz about to go. Before I photoed my grill. Before I burned up with my skills. Didn't give a damn if I was here. Shit. Yeah. I said before I photoed my grill. Before I burned up with my skills. Didn't give a damn if I was here. Shit. Yeah. I said before I photoed my grill. Before I burned up with my skills. Didn't give a damn if I was here. Shit. Yeah. I said. Pac-10, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They can't stop me. Pac-10, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They can't stop me. Pac-10, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They can't stop me. Pac-10, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They can't stop me. Back then, the schools wouldn't recruit me, but now I'm blowing up with the bees and they suit me. A couple of them said I was good, but I was just too skinny. Same size years later, the DBs cannot stick me because they see me made pimping. DB plays on the telly. Cornerbacks tripping because my moves turn their legs into jelly. About to get paid, got it made in the shade. Saturdays, these looking played with four or five mistakes. They know now I got it made. All American ballers. They would want to play it now, but back then they were not calling. I'm a bust them because they forgot me. Did not recruit me. 
special paybacks for the ducks and the huskies i mike has don't act like you don't know the name ain't nothing changed it's the game i'ma stay the same i mike has don't act like you don't know the name ain't nothing changed it's the game i'ma stay the same because back 10 they didn't want me now i'm hot they can't stop me back 10 they didn't want me now i'm hot they can't stop me back 10 they didn't want me now i'm hot they can't stop me back 10 they didn't want me now i'm hot they can't stop me Yep, just like that. Yeah, I love I love that song. You know, now they want to give me a call. Now, dun, dun, dun. anyway, uh, so no, it was it was really cool to see him out there. Um, you, you know, it's I, I think it's like everything you do, you kind of feel like time stops for everybody when you don't see him anymore. You know, and suddenly it was 2005, so that's been what 17 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and all of a sudden you're like going. Wow, he's got gray hair. He's got a kid. You know, it, it's it's just kind of wild, you know, because you you just you feel like those those moments stop and and uh, he, and then you realize, that, nope, time goes on. He's pushing forty. Yeah. Wow. What what was that story you had, Billy? Um, was it up in a Alaska or something? A guy was chatting with somebody. Do you remember that story you used to tell? Um. They, they were talking about like oh, the greatest. Yeah, it was a guy I knew, and he was in Nebraska. Okay, okay, and, Nebraska. And he was in a bar, and he was watching a game, and something happened, and and uh, he's a Beaver fan, and uh, a guy came in, and they were talking. They were watching a Beaver game. He was watching a Beaver game, and I can't remember who was the receiver at the time, but he said, "Oh, you know, they're really good." And he goes, "Yeah, but." And my the guy I know was like, yeah, but I think Mike Hass is a probably the best receiver the Bees have ever had. And the other guy was like, Mike Hass was a pussy. He was this and that and this and that. And and my friend was like, well, no, you're wrong, and said some other things. And the guy was like, all right, we're gonna have to fight, you know. And he was like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing this over. And then all of a sudden, Mike Hass walked up and shook his hand and goes, hey, I'm Mike Hass. So <laughs> he was like, oh, hey. So. Anyways, he was like, "Hey, thanks for standing up for me." But anyways, because they're they're both old beavers. The other guy was a beaver player too. So anyway, I better way for me to tell a story if I actually knew it by heart, but I don't remember. But I just remember Mike. Yeah, story. it was it was long time. Yeah, it was. I just remember the two guys were like arguing, saying, "This guy's better." He's like, "No way, Mike Cass was the best damn receiver ever." Blah blah blah. And the guy walks up to say, "Nice to meet you, Mike Cass." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So anyway, alrighty. Well, what's next, Billy? Anything? Oh, hey, Billy. Yes, Pete. Hold on. Yes, Beach. This just in. It was announced that ESPN's College Game Day will be coming to Eugene this Saturday. This will be the game day's 11th appearance in the Marxist City. They will be covering pregame festivities of the Oregon UCLA game, which kicks off at 1230. To improve the city's national image, the city council, under the urging of the university, will be removing the massive number of tent communities human feces, and used needles. The city has also requested the student body to empty their cans of deodorant, Axe body spray, perfume, Febreze, and the other scents into the university common areas. <laughs> Better to smell like a French whore than the green room of the Cheech and Chong sequel, said University <laughs> Patrick Phillips. 
After 10 previous outings, ESPN has created a scene when doing game day in the Oregon City. If you remember game day in Eugene, you weren't there. This has been your Heiner Tailgater update from Eugene. There you go. There you go. But I think it's probably a, a, a good idea. That's easily the biggest marquee game for the week. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's. Well, what I couldn't figure out, though, is even though ESPN's going to be there, the game is being shown on Fox. Uh, possibly. I didn't look. Let's see here. I think that's what the update said. Did you like how I said Marxist City there? Yeah, it didn't say where it's on. Probably Fox, because I don't know. Yeah, well, that, the news I said saw Fox. So it's kind of weird ESPN goes there to do the game day, but they don't actually broadcast the show. Yeah, it might be. It's ESPN isn't listening for anything. Usually it'll say what it is. Because mm-hmm. they have the Pac-12 network down here, but it doesn't have anything down there. Two turds playing, but it'll be interesting to see who comes out victorious. Yep. All right, Bees. Well, before we talk about that, are you ready to go under further review for week number six in the Pac-12? After further review, the runner did cross the line. Touchdown! Absolutely. All right. We, I think we made a lot of bad choices this last week. Well, there was only four games, so... I know, and we sucked. What did we get, two out of four? Yeah, because we were all the same all the way across. All right, Beach. so all the games were on Saturday. First up was Cal at Colorado. And we thought the Bears were going to be able to beat the Buffaloes, but boy, were we wrong. Well, Beach, after Colorado quarterback J.T. Schrute hit Montana Lamonius Craig for a 22-yard TD reception in overtime, their defense stopped Cal from scoring, and an overjoyed student section stormed the field to celebrate the Buffs' 20-13 win, their first of the season. Now, Cal entered the game as 15.5-point favorites, but kicker Dario Longhetto was wide left on a field goal try going both ways, so one going one way and one going the other, missing from 54 yards in the first quarter and 48 in the second. Now, the Buffs were setting up for Cole Becker's 40-yard field goal in the extra period when officials stopped the game for a prolonged review that showed Lamonius Craig's right cleat was down just before he was shoved out of bounds by cornerback Colin Gamble, giving Hmm. them the touchdown. Yep. So they were actually getting ready to just kick a field goal in overtime when the replay stopped everything and said, oh, wait a minute, his foot was down. Wow. And gave him a touchdown. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Kind of a gun. Yep. So, so well, that's, uh, you know, I, I'm actually happy for Colorado to, to pull out a win. Um, nice that their fans at least have something to uh, celebrate this year. Yep. So none of us won that one. Next up, Arizona at Washington. And we all agreed that while the Huskies aren't the greatest team, Arizona's not better. Yeah. And Washington was playing at home. Yeah, that was true, too. What, so. well, yep. Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. passed for a school record 516 yards and four TDs and ran for another score, and Washington beat Arizona 49-39 to on Saturday. Now, Penix hit Rome Aduzun on scoring passes of 45 and 48 yards in the decisive third quarter to help the Huskies snap a two-game losing streak. Now, the junior transfer entered the game as the nation's second-leading passer and didn't disappoint in a game that featured the Pac-12 Conference's two top offenses. 
and two of its star quarterbacks. Now, Penix led the Huskies to 608 total yards of offense, and along with breaking Cody Pickett's passing record of 455 yards in a game, he set the school record of total yards with 529, breaking Marcus Tuiasasopo's record of 509. Wow. Yep. Now, Arizona quarterback Jaden Delora finished 25 of 34 for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Wow. So, again, that team, that team plays pretty well at home, but not as great on the road. Mm-hmm. All right, Beach, And probably the biggest uh, shock of the weekend, Stanford at Notre Dame. We, we all picked uh, Notre Dame since they were really have been a much better team this year and Stanford has not been that great of a team this year. No. Stanford quarterback Tanner McKee passed for 288 yards. Casey Filkins scored a touchdown, and Joshua Cardi kicked three field goals as Stanford ended an 11-game losing streak against FBS opponents, beating Notre Dame 16-14 on Saturday night. McKee was... Was was Notre Dame ranked? Um, I can look... We, we never talk about them because they're not. Well, they lost a couple. I don't think they were. Okay. No, they weren't even getting votes. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, because they had a couple left. I believe they're three and three now. Now, McKee was 28, uh, excuse me, 26 of 38 passing for 280 yards. And the Cardinal had um, an advantage of 385 yards to just 311 in total offense. Now, the Cardinal who gave up a two-touchdown lead against Oregon State last week, put the game away when Stanford safety Jonathan McGill broke up a pass by Drew Pine on fourth and seven from the Notre Dame 25-yard line with a minute four left. It was Stanford's first win against an FBS opponent since beating then number three Oregon 31-24 in OT on October 2nd, 2021. Wow. Yep. Kind of crazy. All right, Beach. Uh, so just, none, none of us get a point there. No, but, you know, Stanford start that, that game they played against Oregon State, though they lost, was easily the best game Stanford had played all season. Mm-hmm. And and they've just gotten better now. Which so. is good. I, again, I, I quote you a lot, Billy, when I talk to people, is, you know what? We're, we can't always be the best team, but we can constantly improve. Yep. And like I said, and, uh, and, and, I, and I wish that for, for every team, you know, yep. you should be you should be getting better every game. Yep, and so Stanford's looking better. All right, to the last game that we picked last week, USC at Utah. And we all figured Utah was going to take out USC. I think mainly because they were at at, uh, at Utah. Yep. But uh, anyway, how'd that one turn out, Billy? Well, Beach, Utah quarterback Cam Rising threw for 415 yards, ran for three touchdowns, and scampered up the middle for a go-ahead two-point conversion with 48 seconds left in Utah's 43-42 victory over the Trojans on Saturday night. Now, during the game, the Utahs, um, now the Utes dedicated the game to Ty Jordan and Aaron Lowe, former players who died within nine months of each other last year. Now, in the locker room after the game, the team presented the game ball to the fallen player's mother in a poignant moment. Now, both players uh, wore jersey number 22. Also yesterday, Utah had hand-painted portraits of Jordan and Lowe on their helmets. I don't know if you saw that. No, I did not. They actually painted them on the helmet. They had hand-painted portraits of the two on the helmets. And it was interesting because I was watching the game, and I was like, How how long ago did these guys graduate? 
They didn't. They they both passed away. Um, one guy died from an accidental shooting, and then another guy yes. died. Uh, they were they were friends growing up. One guy died. Um, like this was last year that we talked about this, didn't we? Yep. The, well, the, yeah, it was two years ago they died. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Okay. So yeah, the, with the, but yeah. So they they did they dedicated the game to them and they beat USC. Fantastic. Now, USC quarterback Caleb Williams threw for 381 yards and five TDs for Southern Cal. Now, Utah held the Trojans on their last-ditch drive in the game, handing them their first loss as a record crowd of 53,609 shook Rice-Eccles Stadium and then flooded the field. So they went for two in the last minute, is what you yep, said? they went for two at home. Well, good good call. You know, it's, it's, it's such a tough decision you know mm-hmm. we can either end it now or we can take it into overtime um but uh and it always seems like that the two-point conversion is always some of the hardest to, to oh execute. yeah i think it's only three yards so, but man it's damn hard three yards <laughs> it's it is the toughest three yards all right so, Beach. so we all went two and two on the week and that leaves us all tied oh no you and I are tied. At, yeah, I know. We're, you and I are tied with 35 out of 49, and Kyle is at 33 out of 49. So there you go. All right. Okay. Now, Beach, one last game to talk about. Washington State at Oregon State. Oh, well, you know, one of us was in the stadium. The other one was making pizzas. Yes, so, I was. Yeah, but uh, – that was a, it was a great game. Billy, give us the synopsis. Well, Beach, with quarterback Ben Gilbranson making his second career start at quarterback for Oregon State on Saturday night, the Bees relied heavily on the running game and defense in a 24-10 victory over Washington State. Now, Oregon State rushed for 203 yards, and Jack Coletto ran for two short touchdowns in handing Washington State its third loss in four games. Now, to open the game, Silas Bolden ran the opening kickoff back 60 yards to set up Oregon State's first touchdown. Coletto, then operating out of the Wildcat formation, scored on a one-yard run to give the Beavs a laid, to give the Beavs a lead they would never relinquish. Now, the Cougs relied almost exclusively on the arm of quarterback Cameron Ward, who threw 54 passes in the game but only completed 24. A 50-yard run off left tackle by Damian Martinez to the four-yard line late in the third quarter, set up Coletto's second two-yard touchdown run on the first play of the fourth quarter, giving the Beavs a 24-10 lead. So, Beach, what did you think of the game? Um, I, I, you know, I feel like we're playing like a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you see a lot of camaraderie out there. Uh, defense, I think, did incredibly well. Yeah. Um, six was, sacks. Six sacks in that game. Yeah, you know, we were having – there was a ton of holding going on. Dude, I mean, so I I watched some replay of the game this morning. Uh huh. Oh my lord! They didn't call anything. Oh, there was a couple times where I saw a guy getting. I mean, he was four feet from the quarterback, and he's got his arms in the air, and the guy was. I mean, he's he, getting hooked. Yeah, he was completely hooked. Like, what the <laughs> hell is that? How can you not throw a flag there? My thing yeah, is like they. they... They, they literally called one. They called one hold. I think the entire night. Yeah. There was only like what six penalties called the entire game. Yeah. The Beavs only had two, and they were both five yarders. I'm watching that, and I'm like, how can you not hold that? Well, the reason why I said it was like four or five yards from the quarterback. That means it's right there. Yeah. It's like right in front of the referee. I mean, 
Yeah, that we should have had more sacks, but we couldn't get to him. And the ref, I mean, I don't know what the ref was looking at, yeah. but he sure as hell wasn't looking at the freaking uh, yeah. offensive lineman's hands. Yeah, that was brutal. Uh, or arms. Yeah, yeah but uh, the the one thing that got me nervous as hell, uh, can't remember who who caught it, but we the one touchdown play pass, it was freaking in the massive coverage. And yeah, that was that was Gould's uh, touchdown reception. Yeah, yeah. There was I mean, a lot Gould, of guys there. That said, yeah. if Gould doesn't catch it. Trayshawn Harrison does. You think so? Yeah, I watched the replay several times. Harrison was right behind him. I, I, if Gould, I still if Gould doesn't was, grab that. Trayshawn I still Harrison don't does. think that was a smart decision. Okay, looking back on it. Yes, but. that's one of those things where you're like, okay, you got by with it this time. It was a mm-hmm. touchdown. Good job. Probably so, don't make that yeah. decision again. Yeah, yeah. So, because I mean, it, it, you know, we we uh, we never were behind. I think in the game, but nope. we never were convincingly ahead. Nope. And that was uh, not that until was he got up 24 to 10. Once they got up 24 yeah. to 10 in the fourth quarter, yeah. I was feeling yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I was too. But up until that point, they were well within striking distance. Their offense was playing relatively well. Um, well, I, and they were playing stuff pretty close to the vest. They mm-hmm. weren't running lots of crazy plays. They weren't, they ran a lot. You know, something mm-hmm. I've been saying run the damn ball. You got three really good running backs. You know, you need to run the ball more. So, yeah. I thought that was I thought that was a, a a good change. I know as an offensive coordinator, it's probably not as fun. It's not as definitely not as sexy to do, but you know, do what's going to win you the game. Absolutely. Hey, Billy, why don't you tell the audience what the heck you were doing since you couldn't be at the game? Uh, we had a giant order that was going to Gill Coliseum down in the bowels of Gill Coliseum to the opponent's locker room to feed the Washington state team after they left. How many pizzas, Billy? A lot, <laughs> a lot. Second biggest order ever in our history. Um, Real? yeah, it was funny. Cause, uh, the gal that was our kind of the liaison that was talking to us, we were down there delivering it. And she's like, I, and I was she's like, thanks for doing this. And we're like, well, you know, thanks for the business. We appreciate it. And thanks for the order. And I go second biggest order ever. And she goes, really second. She goes, who was first? And I go, well, and then, didn't didn't want to burn her a little bit, but I go USC a couple years ago because they just lost USC last week. But anyway, she was uh-huh. she was down there and she's like, yeah, we gotta get through here. And I'm like, yeah, the bowels of this building. And I was like, you know, it'll be good in two years when you guys come back. There'll be a new locker room over in the renovated Research Stadium. One thing they're putting in there is a is a visitor locker room. So they no longer have to climb up the ramp and. So they and don't exactly. Gill. They yeah. won't. They won't have to get dressed and gill and come up through there and you know run across the street and down the ramp. And it was funny. She goes, "Oh yeah, well this isn't bad at all." She goes, "We you know we were just at we were just in, at USC last week and I was like, oh hell, you're playing the at the Coliseum. Coliseum. That place is a dump." And she goes, "Tell me about it." I go, "I can't imagine what the locker rooms are. The rest of the stadium is just horrible." You know, I go, it's a freaking dump. And I go, you're down there right across the street from a freaking war zone. And mm-hmm. I said, I go, the only cool thing they have there is the, the old Olympic torch that they light to start the fourth quarter. And she looks at me and she goes, totally. She goes, <laughs> they've got some new lights that they can flash, which is kind of nice. But that's it. And she goes, I'm like, yeah, it's well, a freaking well, dump. I'll still never forget the time when we went down there to go see a game and we got ticket that we, we bought tickets through Oregon state. So we got in the Oregon state section and they literally, the, the stadium is too long for a football field. Yeah. So 
they end up putting the band in on a bunch of temporary risers right behind the end zone. And then the visitors sit behind them in the corner of the freaking stadium. Yeah. Like way out in the corner. I know. I, I yeah. Remember, I it's remember. like, I, I, I don't even know how you can sell this because it's freaking an obstructed view. I, I, so I, that's what I bitched about. That it was. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable that they would even consider selling that crap. But as far back as you are in the fact that you're freaking behind a bunch of temporary uh, seats that the band gets. Mm-hmm. So anyways, anyway. anyways, on to talking about this game. No, I just thought I listened to the whole game. I thought the beef sounded really good. Like I said, didn't do a lot of stuff that was crazy. They, they used some more blitzes defensively towards the end of the game, got some pressure on, on ward for Washington state. But uh, no, I, like I said, I thought they did a good job. No, I, uh, I like, again, would like to see our offense be a little bit more effective, but Again, defense holding them to, to 10 points is pretty darn good. We seem to be doing – we do really, really well in the red zone. You know, it sucks mm-hmm. that they get down that far, but our defense really, really excels. Yeah. And, well, uh, and, and ultimately, so. you know, I think you might see a lot more vanilla offense calling this week against Colorado. Think so? Yeah. There's no just reason. Be, just because. There's no, no need. no reason to go all nuts. Mm-hmm. Just be solid, Keep. fundamental run the ball a lot, play action passes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just keep it kind of simple. And what, what time is our game? Uh, the beefs kick off at five. Okay. So then, and, and the, the uh, UCLA is at uh, 1230. So that'll be nice. Yep. Correct. Yeah. All right, nice. Beach. Let's talk about the PAC 12 in the polls. Okay. Okay. The AP poll UCLA moved up to number nine. Oregon is at 10. USC fell to 12, and Utah pumped up to 15. And in the others receiving votes category, Oregon State. Hey, nice. There you go. And in the USA Today coaches poll, Oregon's in at number nine. UCLA's at 10, so those two flip-flop from the other poll. UCLA, Mm -hmm. or excuse me, USC again at 12, and Utah's at 15. So the the backbone was kind of clustering right there. Yep. And in the others receiving votes category? Oregon State? Washington. Oh. <laughs> so, all right, so. Beach. And finally, what did you think of the tailgater? Uh, you know, I thought it was good. I so thought I it thought was one of the – turned out. I thought the mac and cheese turned out really well. So, we I didn't think, run out of food. Nope. I think making the mac and cheese while we were out there was prob- probably the best way to go. I, I think so, too. Um, no, I thought the, I thought it was a great tailgater. Lots yeah, of people you know, out, we, we, hanging out. Yeah, we – we didn't have, uh, you know, a couple of the ones we've had recently. There's just been a ton of people at the end. This one here, it was kind of, uh, kind of um, in and out. I think the whole time, so we never yeah. had like massive, massive crowds. No, but so, but not like uh, a cheese, not, not not like a cheesesteak game. No, but it was good. People came through and got food and mm-hmm. ate and visited, and I just thought it was great. And the weather was phenomenal. I mean, hell, oh. upper 80s in the middle of October in it's Oregon. Crazy. What the hell is it's that? Crazy. Yeah, now, I don't think we're going to be as lucky this week. Yeah, Greg was saying that we're uh, about a 40% chance of rain for correct. this Saturday at this point, but that's still a week, a little less than a week away. Yeah, correct. So, 46% so chance change. of rain, and our high goes down to 56 degrees. Ooh, that is a little bit nippy. Yep, 40, 56 and a low of 41. So, wow. Yeah. Somebody's flipping the switch. Well, Halloween's coming, and it wouldn't be Halloween in Oregon if it doesn't rain. True so. that, true that. But, so. um, okay, well, that's, uh, that's exciting. So, 
It is now time for this week's Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the Week Award. Every week I discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. And actually, Beach, this one goes to a whole team. Ooh. Because I can't pick you know, out. I don't, I don't get what. I don't get to watch enough news, so I don't know what this one's about. Yeah, so I, I don't. What, I, I what? don't. I don't get to pick teams. I, I don't get. A, I, I don't know exactly which members of the team that did it, but they should kind of be policing themselves so they don't do this. Well, Beach on Saturday, number five Michigan bullied number ten Penn State from the line of scrimmage to the scoreboard to the newly named Lloyd Carr Tunnel at Michigan Stadium. Lloyd Carr was an old coach at Michigan. That's why they named the tunnel after him, I guess. Okay. Anyways, so Beach, what was the bullying? Well, Beach, tempers flared as both teams entered the shared tunnel with the Wolverines holding a 16-14 to 14 halftime lead. Now, while videos showed the teams exchanging verbal volleys, the situation never became physical. Now, Wolverines quarterback J.J. McCarthy said of the altercation, quote, how they were emotionally all game, I wouldn't be surprised if it was them starting it. We just finish it. Now, Michigan defensive lineman Mike Morris said the standoff stemmed from Penn State players talking trash on social media before the game. Morris said, quote, we all told each other they want to have those Twitter fingers. They want to talk on social media and they didn't want to talk on the field. They wanted to talk at halftime because they got lucky. What he was saying was they got lucky being only down 16 to 14. Now, after dominating the stat sheet, but not the scoreboard in the first half, the Wolverines finished Penn State with a resounding third quarter en route to a 41-17 victory. Michigan took wow. some time to pull away, but held massive advantages in rushing yards, 418-111, first downs, 28-10, and time of possession, almost 42 minutes to 18 minutes. So this just goes you know, to why? You, you, you know, you, you, you don't. Don't write checks your ass can't cash. Exactly. What we always used to say was talk with your shoulder pads. Mm-hmm. Do it on the or, field. Or I was going to say, or talk is cheap, prove it on the field. Yeah. And, and yeah. Then this, why are you why are you tweeting things out that everyone can see? <laughs> Don't give the other team bulletin board material. You, you, you know, I, I know that I doubt if any of the opposing players are listening to our podcast, but if you ever listen to me, I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, but I don't say like we were even. I went went to a dinner with mom and dad tonight. We got Chinese food, mm-hmm. and dad made a comment about next week's game, and or this week's game, however you want to look at it. And he said, "Well, he says," and then he and he, he walked it back, and he said, "Well, no, it you know we never can't can't underestimate them. They, no. they it could still be a really tight game." And I said, "Absolutely, dad, absolutely." Yeah, you know. There, any given Saturday, any team can can play way above their game, and any team can play way below their game. A and week a Matt, week ago, people thought Stanford didn't have a shot in hell against Notre Dame, and they beat them. Correct. Colorado shouldn't have beat. I mean, what did you say? They were sixteen point underdogs or fifteen, 15 point and a half? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and Colorado ends up beating them. I mean, yep. it's yeah. I just what I do know what uh, what is the. Uh, What's the spread? 23 and a half. Oh, in that game? I don't know. Yeah, I'd be curious on that Oregon State's favored by 23 and a half over Colorado this week. Okay. 
uh, it'll it'll be interesting how that one turns out. But I'm really curious on on who they pick for for the Ducks versus UCLA. I'm assuming they'll pick the Ducks. I'm looking here. It's got to be close. Hmm. So Oregon's favored by four and a half. Well, okay, so just slightly more in a field goal. Yeah, because you always give. Yeah, you always figure uh, three uh, three points for the home team. Okay. That's kind of home field advantage is three points. So. Okay. They're slightly fa- So you figured if they were playing on a neutral field, we're going to mm-hmm. be favored by about a point and a half. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I didn't realize that that factors in into their uh, mm-hmm. into their estimates. Where if you were playing at or at UCLA, UCLA would be favored by two and a half. Okay. Or, is that right? Oh, half a point. Half a point. Half a point and a half. So, yeah. Anyways. I don't know. I don't. I don't do yep. math. So, anyways, but like I just said, I read that and I'm like, dude, why are you guys tweeting stuff out? Talk amongst yourselves, but don't put you stuff know, that, out there publicly. Well, and it's like, as far as I'm concerned, that's high school crap. You should have learned that when you were a junior exactly. in high school. Exactly. Not to do that, you know. Exactly. <clears throat> so the. But again, I, I go. I go back to that stupid USC rolling around on the beaver. You know. It'll come back to get um, you. Like, it will, and look what happened to him in Utah. So anyways, so to the stupid Penn State players who couldn't keep their Twitter fingers in check, this week's Jack has the Week Award. <laughs> is for you. All right. All right, Beach. Now moving on. It is time for our musical interlude, and I am doing the pick this week. Ooh, okay. And this week we have a classic song from the Red Rocker himself, Mr. Sammy Hagar. You know he just uh, love... he just had a birthday. Oh, so he is seventy four. Uh, correct, I believe. Yep. I, I, yeah, I think he's just no, like 70, a month 75, 75. 75, So he's a month. He's a eleven months older than Dad. Yeah, yeah. So October thirteenth, nineteen forty seven. Wow. So, yep. So Beach, this song is the third track from his. 1982 solo album, Standing Hampton. Mm-hmm. Now, Hager has said he was originally going to call this album One Way to Rock. Have you heard that song? There's only one way to rock. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. So that Great was song. going to be, that was also on this album. So that was going to be the original title of the album. But a British fan who told him of the term Standing Hampton, which that became the title. Now, in Cockney rhyming slang, a Hampton is a substitution for a penis. Okay. Yeah. So, oh. a Hampton wick rhymes with dick. So, one that is standing would be in reference to one that is standing. <laughs> this led to the I cover gotcha. art. This led to the cover art that shows a gentleman greeting a woman in various states of undress. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but she's got like the bow tied around her and the, hair, the hat pulled down and she's not naked, but just her bits are covered up by things. She's not super dressed. Okay. Anyways. Gotcha. gotcha. Now this song that's on this album is called Babies on Fire. Now I just like the song because it's got a little bit of like a, a kind of a boogie feel to it when it hits mm-hmm. the, uh, when it hits the chorus and it's got, it, you know, he's a big car guy and yeah, what I love is that in one of this, uh, one of the lines of the song, he goes, "We go out driving in my six point six, 
bypass the city, head straight for the sticks. So 6.6, mm-hmm. he's referring to a Trans Am and the 6.6 okay. engine. Because he's a big Trans Am fan. Oh. So I just I love that song. Mm-hmm. We go driving in my 6.6, bypass the city, head straight for the six. Anyways, well, Beach, here is the Red Rocker, Sammy Hagar with Babies on Fire. Pick, Bill. 
I like that song. I I, I enjoy that song. So I'm a big yeah. I'm a big Sammy no, Hagar know, fan not, anyway. I, I was gonna say I like Sammy. I, I I'm not like I can't listen to Sammy like I can listen to like him for Van Halen. Like if I'm I I think his portfolio from Van Halen is much better than his solo stuff. But he's got some really uh, few, he hit a few few good songs on every album he did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, his, his... yeah I love, I love one way to rock. That's, that's one of my favorites yep. of, of his solo. So, All right, and, and I can't drive 55 oh, yeah, uh, of course. from his, uh, of yeah, course. Well, it always makes me think of back to the future too. So anyway, back to the future too. Yeah. It's uh when they go up to uh Biff's tower of the old courthouse, mm-hmm. uh, I can't drive 55. I think he's playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, Beach. Anyway, right. it is now time to go for our week number. Are we on week seven? No, week uh, eight. Week eight preview. Week eight. Week eight preview. All right. Okay. So, all the I games. I got my pen. I got a pad of paper. I'm ready. All the games are on Sunday, October 22nd, and we don't have a lot of games. Sunday. Sunday. Sorry. Sorry. All the games are on Saturday, October 22nd, and we don't okay. have a ton of games. We got more, a few more BYEs going on this week. We do. Um, looks like there's only four games, all league games. So mm-hmm. who's not playing? Looks like USC has the week off. Utah has they, the week they, they off. Need it. They, they need it to cry. Yep. Utah has the week off. Uh, Washington State has the week off. And Arizona has the week off. Wow. So first up, Beach, we have UCLA at Oregon. Big game. I'm taking UCLA. Ooh. I think bitch. I think bitch tits can pull this one off. UCLA. All right. Kyle says the Ocho because it's week eight. UCLA mm. and Oregon. Hot turd on turd action. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll pick UCLA because Oregon could use the precipitation from the duck fan tears. Oh, there you go. Because it's kind of dry out here. Could use the mm-hmm. precipitation from the duck fan tears. So Kyle's taking UCLA. But, but it never rains in Austin Stadium. I freaking hate that. I'm, um, I'm going to pick the Ducks. At least I just, the Ducks. I just don't know how good UCLA is. So many of their wins were against crappy teams early. Yeah, Al- but Alabama so State. So is Oregon, and Chip Kelly's a master cheater. But they're playing and at, a master but they're, but they're, He's a master baiter and a master cheater. But they're playing in Eugene, so. I, yeah, but sometimes Oregon, they've lost in in, in Eugene before. Not but very didn't much. Arizona beat them? Arizona beat them there. Plus, they need to get more of those damn poles changing colors. <laughs> True. Anyways, I, I think yeah. I'm just I'm taking Oregon. For, yeah. Yeah, for those of you guys who don't know, if you ever go to Autzen Stadium, they've got this whole area where you walk around on the, what is that, probably the north side of the stadium or the east side of the stadium. Yeah. And it's got uh, these poles, uh, and they're colored based upon what team won that particular football game. So there's a post for uh, every game playing at Autzen Stadium. Yeah. And it's and all so, painted the color of the school that won, and it's got the score of the game. Yeah, so if Oregon State won, it'd be orange. If Oregon won, it'd be yellow. If US or if Stanford won, it'd be cardinal red. Yeah. And uh, and there's a couple of years there where there's a lot of yellow. Yeah. Oh no, they. I tell you what, 
even when they were crummy, they still won a lot of games at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I'd love to see another color show up uh, other than yellow yep. this year. So, All right. I, I, I'd like a nice blue. I'd like a nice powder blue. I just, I think they're playing at home. I'd give the edge to Oregon. I, I won't be upset okay. either way. How about that? Yeah, well, again, it's a battle of two turns. So. Yep. All right, next up, Arizona State at Stanford. Ooh. Hmm. Kyle says the Cardinal will be riding high. He said the Cardinal will be riding high, Stanford. Um, I'll stay with I stay with Kyle on this one. I'm going to go with Stanford. I'm going to take Arizona State. Okay, you know it's 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 tough. I think Arizona State might be the better team, but Stanford's going to be right high after a, a solid win, and they're playing at home. Yeah, and I, so I, I think the momentum in the home will overcome the shortcomings on the field. Yeah. All right, beats the last game we're picking this week: Washington at Cal. Washington at Cal. I don't think there's a question. I'm thinking the Huskies are going to dominate those 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 Bruins. Okay. Or the Bears. Kyle says Huskies are away from home. Cal. Hmm. I'm going to take UW. I just think UW's got too much offense for Cal. I think so too. And Cal has basically no offense, but that's good because UW's defense isn't the great great. All right, there we go. In the books. All right. All right, Beach. Done. Then we also got, of course, Colorado at Oregon State. What do you think? Well, well, we haven't even talked what the tailgater is going to be, and that starts before the game does. But well, let's talk about um, the game first. Okay. Well, I th- I think it's going to be a good game. Um, I I think Colorado has been struggling, but they just won a game, so they got some confidence behind them. And uh, I, I wouldn't overestimate him, but I'm hoping our, our defense continues to play strong and I hope our offense continues to make better and better choices. Yep. Um, protect the ball. Mm-hmm. Play fundamental football. Like I said, lots of running, oh. play action passes. Yeah, don't throw into coverage. Yep, yep. Uh, like I said, that's the big thing, protect the ball. Uh, the other thing, too, make sure uh, – I know that Velling, he was – I was watching the replay, and I saw where the tight end Velling made that uh, – Reception was running down the field with a ball hanging out. I'm like, dude, don't let that ball hang out. Don't let that ball hang out. And then he got tackled and fumbled the ball. Beavs ended up recovering it, so it was okay. But mm-hmm. I was like, yep, dude, you got to hold that ball better. You can't run with it like you did in high school. Yeah. You're playing with a lot lot better competition out there yep, than back yep, in high school. Yep, and they're, and they're going to be going for that ball. So, yeah, I think the Beavs, I think the Beavs should have a relatively easy time with Colorado. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I like as long as they play sound. All right. And Beach, now it's time to talk about the tailgater. Yeah. This is, was our kind of our unknown one. And we asked for suggestions on the, the Facebook page. And we were talking the fact that uh, uh, Colorado is the, um, the was, were actually Chipotle and Qdoba, I think, were both founded in the state of Colorado. Correct. Both in Denver. Yes. And so we we're so, going to kind of do a tribute to Tex-Mex food out of Colorado. It reminds right? me of that. Uh, reminds me of that song by Jack Black, Tribute. Yeah, great song. <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, I actually went to lunch at Qdoba today. 
Ooh, I love, you know, does your, does your Qdoba over there, does it have breakfast? Yes, it does. Okay, because not all the Qdobas have breakfast, but I always tell people if, if you ever get an opportunity uh, to go to Qdoba for breakfast, they've got an amazing breakfast burrito choice. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, and they've actually, because they do the student survival guides in Corvallis, it's a big coupon book that goes out to everybody on campus. We always mm-hmm. get a couple at the shop because we've got coupons in there. So I always mm-hmm. rate them and take the Qdoba coupons out. So nice. we, we went today because I had to buy one entree, get one entree free. Mm-hmm. So makes going out to lunch with four people pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. But they also have in there buy. Nobody ever, wants no, nobody ever wants to eat with me, so those coupons get lost. I just have too many people I have to feed. Um, mm-hmm. When uh, they also have buy one beverage, get a breakfast burrito for free. That's a fantastic deal. That's what I thought. I saw those. I'm like, man, I don't even go there for breakfast, but I might have to one day just because. Yeah, I've I've always felt that Qdoba by far has the best cheese sauce out there of any of the major uh, Mexican chains. Their queso is superb. And guess what, BJ? Yeah. What? I bought three bags of their queso sauce today. It is in our refrigerator ready to go. What, 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 what does a bag of queso cost now? 30 bucks. 30 bucks. That doesn't seem too bad. It's what it's been for quite a while. Yeah. What did you pay for the, the, the cheese for, um, uh, the, the cheese from, uh, Wazoo. That was $34 a can. Yeah. So about the same. Now, when it comes to, uh, this tailgater proteins. Oh, well, say I was, I was, I I didn't get a fish by comment. What I was going to say was the Qdoba by far has the best cheese sauce. I do like Chipotle's chips better, though. I think they have better chips. Okay. But that's just my take. All right, go on. What are we going to say? Proteins? What are we doing for proteins? Well, I mean, if you go to Chipotle or to Qdoba, they have chicken, they have pork, and they have beef. Well, exactly. And I was thinking earlier about doing a carne asada, but we just did mm-hmm. steak. Mm-hmm. So maybe we do mm-hmm. a chicken and maybe a pork. You're going to do uh, like a shredded chicken or are you going to do more of a, a sliced uh, chicken? I, I don't know, but what if we did like a chicken verde? I, you know, I love my verde. I know so you I'm do. Chicken yeah, it's my favorite. I know you do. Um, uh-huh. So we could do that um, and we could do a, a pulled pork of some sort. Mm-hmm. Sounds good? good? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So ch- chicken and pork. And are we just doing nachos or are we going to have like tortillas and stuff. I will bring out some tortillas and stuff. I'll bring out some flour tortillas and some corn tortillas. Um, We'll have queso. We'll have shredded cheese, sour cream, chipotle sauce, jalapenos, uh, beans. Are you going to like warm up people's tortillas? Like throw them on the grill just real quick to warm them up or how are we going to serve those? And that's when you say, Brian, bead your ass, right? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm just thinking it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, if, if I end very, up, if I end I'm up, I'm sure our audience is used to this. Those thinking that's like, oh, Billy's thinking Beach is an ass right now. Yeah. Well, 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 I'll think about it. Um, it's a good possibility. Uh, mm-hmm. well, that I'll be using the griddle to cook stuff. Um, yeah. I have to see how it falls out because I might have everything already cooked and we'll just heat it up out there. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, if well, I do pork, then definitely I'll have that just heated up out there. Put it, put it in a, a crock one pot. Of the, the crock pot things. Okay. Yep. 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 So okay. that's what I'm thinking there. Um, anything else you can think of? 
Well, then if you're going to do that, then maybe you could even make quesadillas. Actually, we could do quesadillas if you wanted to, if we've got the griddle yeah. out. Yeah, doing the griddle yeah. out isn't hard. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't know if you know that, but that's kind of it's not quite as as exclusive as it used to be. But it used to be if you went to Chipotle, um, the quesadilla was kind of like the hidden menu item uh, where you go up and you say, hey, I want to make a quesadilla. So what they would do is they would uh, grab your tortilla. They would put the cheese in it first. Then they would they'd heat it up in the little machine that they got. And then they'd open it up and the cheese is all melting. And then they'd throw the rest of the ingredients on there. Dude, can I tell you something? What? I've been to Chipotle like twice. I know it's kind of sad. I'm just, it's not on my power rankings. It's not up there. Really? No. What have you, what have you had? Um, of those kind of Tex-Mex type things. Well, when, yeah, when you go into, uh, Chipotle, what have you had? Did you just get soft tacos, Chris tacos, get salad, get bowl? It had, it had, uh, probably chicken, Uh cheese. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe some rice. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Probably a tortilla or chips. Mm-hmm. And and sour cream. And probably some other and stuff. No beans. And no beans. I never do beans. I'm just or saying no beans. beans. It's all the same crap, just put mm-hmm. in different orders. But no, I've only been yeah. to Chipotle like twice. It's okay. Okay. I know you love it. I'm just like, meh. Well, well I don't say I love it. I, I mean, I, to me, variety is the spice of life. I mean... You know, uh, it's like today I went to not that they're the greatest, but it's, you know what really sucks is there's not really a good sub sandwich chain out there yeah. and there's not a lot of good independent ones out there anymore. No. used to be when we were kids, there was a lot, especially out in Hillsborough, there's a lot of good little independent sub shops you could go to. Um, but they've kind of all been wiped out by by these national chains. So you got Subway, you got um, Firehouse. I'm not um, Subway's kind of meh. I've not been impressed yeah. with Firehouse. It's kind of meh. Yeah. Um, well, and my problem is I got no other choices where I work. Yeah. And um, stuff. And so I ended, Quiz, I ended up going Quizno, to Quiznos is basically gone. Yeah. I think it still exists in the South, but it, it got wiped out in the Northwest. Yeah. Here. I liked Quiznos if you gave me a choice. Um, Jersey Mike's isn't bad. Oh, see, I don't like Jersey Mike's. My, my problem um, when I go to Jersey Mike's I, I just feel there, I, and I get a cheesesteak, I, I, I think I can do better. Well, they sit there and they, they 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 cut the meat for you, you know. I guess that's their stick is they cut the meat fresh. Mm-hmm. But like, I have their turkey and I'm like, this thing tastes like it's been like dumped in water, you know. Oh. It it just feels really. I've only been there a handful of times. And I usually get the cheesesteak and I always eat it and think, oh, this is okay, but I could make mine a lot better. <laughs> gr- gr- growing up in Hillsboro, you know, I, I missed the Mad Greek. Yep. Sub uh, shop. On yeah, the sub shop that used to sit in the Kmart parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, one of my favorite places that we went to that one time was uh, Dive down in Las Vegas. Yeah, those are all gone too. Yeah, I show people pictures of it. They're like, that was on the strip. I'm like, yeah, it was freaking awesome. Yeah. If you guys, uh, if you went to uh, uh, Las Vegas back in the mid 90s, uh, Steven Spielberg, uh, uh, Geffen and Katzenberg opened up a chain of uh, sub sandwich shops. I think a couple were down in the LA area, and then they opened up one on the strip in, in Vegas. And the one on the strip in Vegas, it literally was a waterfall with a submarine coming out of it, was the facade of the building. Mm-hmm. And walked in, it was a fairly big sub sandwich shop. I think you know, we, I think between you and mom and dad and I, and granted, this was probably what 1996, something like that. 
Yeah, because I think it was my birth. I think it was when I turned twenty-one, and uh, and uh, I remember getting out of there. I think it was like somewhere between seventy-five and a hundred dollars for four sub sandwiches. Yeah, it wasn't cheap. It was good. Yeah, yeah it was good. I, I just because that was their whole thing. Is they said the reason why they started was because Katzenberg, Geffenberg, and uh, Spielberg were all uh, couldn't find a good sub sandwich shop in L.A., so they just built their own. Geffenberg. So, all right, sorry, Geffen. <laughs> Katzenberg, Geffen, and Spielberg. They want a Berg's there. <laughs> Anyways, you don't want an iceberg when you're running into a into a submarine. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, I I did, I, and I do agree with that. So, yeah. How did we get on talking about sandwiches? I don't know. I love. I, I went and got sub sandwich today. For lunch, <laughs> so. Uh, you're like a little kid just talking about what's right in front of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right beach um so i'll go out there and look like i said i'm thinking pork and chicken i'm not sure exactly how it'll be prepared but it'll, i'm sure it'll be good i usually don't suck okay. too bad okay. all right all right but we will de- de- definitely get bring some cheese so we can have some uh some quesadillas, quesadillas. true and or food will be ready at, food will be ready at one <laughs> oh at one okay one, one o'clock one to four yeah. three hours of food you know Nick, Next time we play a team from Idaho, we should have quesadillas. Quesadillas. As, as, as a tribute to, to uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Or just some really rare steak. <laughs> and That's and what we'll do. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have quesadillas. We'll have uh, uh, pocket pocket tots. Yeah, and, and then, then the what, like the casserole that he feeds the Tina, the fat lard. The Tina, you fat lard. <laughs> well, the Tina, you fat lard casserole. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? For show number 183 of Illegal Participation. Oh, no, I think I'm good. I, mean, I, I need to go to bed. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone, if you'd like to comment, suggest, or ask a question, there are a few ways to get in touch with us. HeinerTailgator at gmail.com, at HeinerTailgator on Twitter, HeinerTailgator on Facebook. Remember, listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And please, if you have a chance, leave a rating or review. Beach! Billy. Thanks for being here and running us off the rails four or five times. Well, I try, I try. I, I tell people where I work or to do this at the tailgater, I like to think of bring something special everywhere I go. You definitely bring something. <laughs> All right. I want to thank everyone for listening to show number 183. Next week, show number 184. But this week, let's get a win and bowl eligible against Colorado. Until then, go Beavs. What's up, Buttercup? Oh, I'm here because you asked me to be. I'm here every week for your enjoyment.
Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> that's all. That's all you are. You're just a dancing freaking monkey. I am. What are those little the the little the little symbols you know that they hit? Yeah, ching you know, ching 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 ching. Yep. Yeah, like sits on top of an organ. I don't have much stuff today, do I? Have you tried? I don't know. Looking up your butt. You on the horse you rode in on. No, no, I, 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 I just, I just want to diddle myself. I don't want to have the organ. No, we're not going to cut, cut that shit out. Done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> that was the funniest part of all that thing. All right, let's move on to men's well, soccer. Like three quarters of a hand job is what that's right there. Anyway, all right. Moving on to men's soccer. Uh, I don't like to finish. I don't like to finish. I just like to get three quarters there, and then I walk away. We'll have a you, little... you, know, you know, you know what, you know what they don't do in cross country, Billy. They don't tie. Oh, I thought maybe it was hand jobs. Yeah, uh, um, no. That's <laughs> all right. Let's head on. Let's. That's after. The 2005 team captain led the bees. Oh, excuse me. A two-time first team All Pac-10 section. <laughs> Oh, try it one more time, please. One more time. Oh, where, where are we at in the... the... All right, Beach. Well, it's now time to do this week's Tommy Tuberville, Jackass I, I of the thinking, Week. I, I was thinking it was Tommy Tuberville time. So are you, you going to step on that? Good. Are you going to step on that again? I'll step on that. I step on, I stomped on that bitch, and I kicked it in the ass. Yeah, that was all over the place at times. That was all right. It was funny. <laughs> Anyways. Did you record it, or is this going to be another one that we missed? Uh, no, it should be recording. Because you, you didn't say, up, oh, we're recording. I looked, you, well, because you were jacking your jaws. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like I take a, yeah, I probably was. Okay. Let me double check. <laughs> Where is it? Podcast. Skype recordings. Oh, crap. Are you kidding me? What are you doing tomorrow? Are you shitting me? Or do you, do you want to go right now? Are you shitting me? Yeah, I completely am. It's totally recorded. Ha, 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 asshole. <laughs> All right, dude. I'll record this, or I'll uh, edit this and get it up. Such a dick. Yeah. I've been called worse by better. You're, you're uh, what, uh, Hampton, Hampton Wick? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, uh, standing Hampton. All right.
I like beer. 